Welcome to the Chicago Beef Podcast. Uh, this is Chip Streif. Uh, I am joined with my colleague uh, um, in the league, uh, Alex Casillas. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, Beef League Podcast listeners. Welcome back. <laughs> we have a lot to get into, uh, be it that today is... A good uh, inflection point on week one of the 2022 season. Uh, I thought we were going to say it's a good Friday because it is good Friday. That seems like the pun or the statement I should have said, but um, I'm not clever enough to to put those things together. You're doing great. One or the other. One or the other. Yes. Well, so uh, we've got a lot to get into. Um, we'll talk about week one's performances to date, themes we're seeing, and uh, top performers, and some interesting things we're noticing. Um, and Alex will grill me with a, uh, an assortment of ridiculously stupid questions. And um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not a good description of what's happening, but okay. okay. Would you like to outline what, what it's going to be? It's going to be rapid fire with Chip Street, everybody. I'm going to ask Chip questions. He's going to have to, first thing that comes to mind, he's going to have to answer. And then we're going to grade his answers based on what the people say. Go for it. That's great. Okay, we'll do that at the end. Um, so, uh, and uh, there was one other thing we wanted to get into of, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I wanted to ask you some questions on some horror movies, especially for kids, uh, given that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so is appropriate movie for kids i don't think it is but just asking for the you group know, the problem with okay so we'll my, get, we'll leave, will, let's let, let's get into that at the end let's uh, yeah well I just, i'm gonna geez. say that i'm not a big horror movie guy myself so um it will be interesting okay mm -hmm. all right so, so right, this, this, we have an extended week one which is really you know a week and a half basically um mm -hmm. so Hallelujah. our first week doesn't end until this Sunday, which is Easter. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm hoping for an Easter miracle against <laughs> Chen. Uh, he has kind of separated from me when my pitching came back to earth. Mm -hmm. And courtesy of one you Darvish in large part. Um, so that it's been, it's been a rough week for me. I've been waiting for my team to do something positive for anyone on my team to do something positive. Mm -hmm. it's been pretty depressing yeah you keep saying that stuff and um the truth is your team's doing fine like not really in the league it's, you're just you're facing chen who has like 19 home runs or something a, like a pretty pretty amazing week so far um the nice thing about losing to chen at least is like you know for example i think on wednesday the, was it wednesday or yesterday when vladito hit three home runs in one yeah, game yeah. it was wednesday wednesday so like, watching that highlight i like Vladito. so it's really hard for me to get upset like it sucks that they're all against me this week but i like watching it and watching him and generally i root for him as a player same thing with like trout and harper it's so it's easier versus when i like go up against sunny 6k and denny hawking 2.0 hits three home runs in a game for the first time ever, mm -hmm. which is frustrating. So yeah, Chen's team is good. My team, hopefully, will come together. It is week one. I'm already panicking. So what, what else is new? Uh, I, not to over-rev on your team too much because we'll want to get into other teams, but um, your offense is good. It's just not as good as, obviously, Chen's. Is, and you can really beat the the his four offensive stats it comes down to your pitching if your pitching can correct you have a lot of starts left right you have a, a high era but you could switch you could flip era and whip and k per nine uh, and win six four if if you your starts you know turn out right and uh who's your starters right now you got verlander gallon darvish corbin brash i think you got a shot a pretty good shot i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say I it's like a a bad like a We'll get into some other ones that, that, that you actually have a pretty decent shot. It's not at all um, done. So uh, you, on the other hand, are getting crushed. <laughs> not even close. Six and a half, three and a half. But yes, I'm getting crushed. I am well, having a terrible offensive week. So like in comparison, I think you'd be beating me on all my offense, or except stolen bases. You'd be beating all the offensive stats against me. 
Yeah. Where did your school and bases come from, by the way? Uh, this is called uh, strategy, and um, I'm executing flawlessly on, on school no, and bases. Shenanigans. shenanigans. You don't have a single fast guy on your team. <sighs> yeah, uh, I kind of – it's somewhat correct. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't help that Julio and Kleenex were going against the white against Grindal because they each had probably combined four stolen bases over that two games they played so far. Correct. You've named, I think, half of my stolen bases right there. Oh god. In my phenoms. In my phenoms. Um phenoms. Okay. Kleenex hits one home run and he's suddenly a phenom. Um, Altuve has two stolen bases. Wanda Franco has one. Anyway, it yeah, it's a little bit of a surprise. Um but uh it, we, just the other point that we've been we've been talking offline is just how awful uh Julio and Jared have been. As well as like half my team has just been dreadful in terms of uh counting stats outside of stolen bases. Like most of my team is batting under two hundred this week, which who cares? I know, but right it is what it is. <laughs> okay, so matchups this week that you have been uh, that you're closely watching, or uh, that might not be the best description, but th- th- that you find most interesting going well, down I'm, the wire. Going, uh, the the real quick one. I was just going to one of my things to call out was Lowe's team has been on fire. Uh, best offense. I mean, honestly, he might have the best stats of the week for the all teams. So sorry, Zavo. Um, I think Josh. he's actually losing to Chen in a few of the offensive stats. Or tied. It's close, but anyway, I think he would take. He he's so close to Chen in the offense, but he would take the pitching stats. So um, correct by, by easily. So like when you look at the team totals, Lowe's team is like, it's a, an outstanding week, um, which we could go into. But anyway, in the sake of time, um, Josh versus Sunil is a, a nail biter, but it's all because of Sunil's pitching staff, which somehow has good stats. It's mind boggling. Uh, I don't understand it. It's probably just Burns and Bassett. he went. He went all in. I, so I like Bassett. I had. I, I was actually going to point out Bassett too. because I think that he's he's one of those guys that I was hoping would fall a little bit in the draft. Uh, Not you enough know, to, like, to my picks in the third round, where uh, he, 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 you know. Anyway, I guess Sunny Sunny had identified him as somebody he wants, and that's great. He's he's been sure. good so far. Combined with he's got, you know, the Angels pitchers in Shohei, show me the money, Shohei, me the money, Otani, mm-hmm. and Thor. Start Otani as a pitcher, which you should never do. <laughs> okay. Anyway, his his pitching staff is is has been doing for that reason. He's in this matchup, um, but Josh has. So time will tell. It's close. Um, going to Ken and Vishnu, just real quick. It's super duper close. Um, ben, or Ken should win it um, just because of the pitching disparity that Vishnu is having a pretty dreadful. Um, so, yeah, I think Ken should win this one. And then uh, John and Dave. Um, That's yuck. an upset so far. It's an upset. Um, yuck. Uh, John, you should be winning this. I don't understand. So, um, neither team is really killing it, but um, you got another three three days left, and Sano just hit a home. Sano got a stolen base. I didn't. I don't think he's ever done that. But well, he's agile. He's a big man, but he's got wheels. Apparently, he has legs. That's correct. He has legs. I don't think yeah, he has miles and miles of legs <laughs> and and muscle and fat. But um, more to the point, John is uh, is losing to Dave. So that's um, yeah, John's not having a good week. So that would be a nice little upset in our eyes. It would be, uh, especially mm-hmm. considering the fact that as we discussed about John's draft and his team generally, he's somehow going to end up yeah in the playoffs. Clearly, but I'm sure in the running for the bat, despite the fact that I so that's like losing to like John. It's hard because like he doesn't have anyone on his team that I like. It's just hard watching. It's same thing with Jay, where like losing to him is just like really. Um, so okay, sorry. Uh, okay, Come on. no, no, I, I like, I like there, there's there's players on John's team that I like, um, that are just having bad weeks, and maybe like one or two on Jay's team. I can say. For sure, I don't like a single player on his team. 
And I took oh, one of them in the first on. round, which, so segue here. Uh, do we have any other mm-hmm. matchups that we want to talk about? Or are we going to segue into early season surprises, whether they're good or bad? Well, before, yeah, real quick, before we get to the surprises at an individual player, I was just looking at team totals just to give a, an idea of the big picture of how teams are, are performing. To my point, like Chen's offense is doing great. Uh, Lowe's slugging percentage is 485, and Josh's is 478. Guess what yours is? 200. 4.9. But you're in the middle of the pack. Uh, I'm at 3.59 on the lower end. John's is 2.99. Again, slugging percentage. Slugging. Yeah, the problem, like, so I I can look to pretty much one player on my team that I can blame the slugging percentage on, and that's Nate Lowe, who I traded for. Mm -hmm. And so far he's been hitting, knock on wood. It's just every single hit's a single. Mm-hmm. Every single hit's a single. I think he has one double this year. <laughs> and Probably that true. team scored a lot of runs in any case. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, so you're, you're you're pointing out Lowe's. Low and Josh, is all, Low Josh are, are killing it. They're doing great, and it, as well as Chen this this first week in terms of offense and pitching. I think it, this this was just a bigger theme that we we've talked about before the season started. But like, it wasn't surprising to see that uh, most starting pitchers didn't go five innings. It was right. a crapshoot. Um, I, I think I texted you that like the number of quality starts is at an all time low in the history right. of yeah. baseball. Just generally speaking, I have none. <laughs> You have two. Well, um, most the, teams the have none. Thing, I mean, it, it, <laughs> or one. It, so it's an example of that is, again, kind of, this is moving into the early season trends slash surprises. Mm-hmm. But Clayton Kershaw the other day went seven innings, perfect game, 13 strikeouts against the Twins, and was pulled. And yeah. everyone saw it coming. But at the same time, it's, it's like if, if your manager is only going to let you go seven innings and you're throwing a perfect game and not, not just a perfect game, like a Mark Burley style, perfect game where you have a couple of strikeouts and he's dominant, right? Like seven innings and 13 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. That's nearly two thirds of the guys that he's uh, at bats have been K's like dominant. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they pull him. And yeah. so expectations with starts. Otherwise it's, it's, I wonder if this is going to be something that we continue to see throughout the course of the year, or if this really is just limited to this, you know, spring, uh, shortened spring, don't want guys to get hurt. Because generally it's, it's quality starts that we've seen teams have started, you know, they look at Tampa, right? You get a guy to go yeah. three innings and someone else for three innings. And so I, I don't know if it's just a short term thing or if it is in fact a, uh, a, a bigger trend in baseball, but, it's frustrating. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they still let you Darvish go three innings when he's given up 10 runs. It's like, why wouldn't we pull his ass in the first? Could have saved me a lot. Uh, anyway. But I, okay. Well, just to parse what you just said very briefly, uh, Kershaw, I was reading that he had an injury last year, last winter. He's always injured. I, secondly, he was contemplating retirement. So he didn't like do any prep really until recently so like this was like week two of spring training to him and you're kind of complaining that he didn't go nine innings which i understand it's fair but uh but do we know whether or not he said he didn't want to go yes he admitted it in an interview afterwards saying that he his arm was taxed and uh it would it might have gotten ugly but anyway more to the point it's it's early in the year and i'm you're you're seeing that trend I, i agree that a lot of pitchers are out. Um, they're not at a hundred percent, but then there's some guys who are throwing like 103, 102 miles an hour and uh, doing great. So I, it's, it's hard to get a, a, see a trend in the pitching right now. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And even with some of the, I mean, for example, you Darvish, who I just ragged on you have 10 runs in two innings. He threw six perfect innings, his yeah. first start. So, <laughs> Uh, sorry, six, no, excuse me, six no hit innings. He walked four people, but, uh, and, and, and it's in looking at like Robbie Ray's first start was good. Uh, and his second start against the Sox was not as good, but that's mm-hmm. also because the Sox just crush lefties and have for a couple of years now. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, looking, it, I, I just, I can't tell it, it, Corbin Burns short first start, excellent in the second start. 
Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole's been okay. You know, like at least he's consistently going five innings, giving up three runs and getting seven strikeouts, right? Like it's, but it's, not, it's not, not infuriating at all. Is it the whole, like it's not, on, not on, not on my team. So I don't care, no, but no, uh, but it's, the, the point is just, I, these, and, and then you have these random pitching performances like Kyle Gibson going seven innings with 10 strikeouts and two hits against, uh, I forget who it was, but. My, my point is, I, I wonder if, if we're going to be looking more at matchups to determine really the, the, the great outings. Uh, and it can be just better than average pitchers, not necessarily top-tier pitchers. And because he, like, even Scherzer's getting hit, everyone's getting hit. Yes. Um, and so, again, it, I think it'll be interesting to see if this is an early season trend, extension of spring training. Spring training generally is is – the, the, the length that it is more so for pitchers than for hitters. Mm-hmm. So they got the short end of the stick. Maybe we'll see some changes as the season warms up, hopefully. Agreed. But, Agreed. I, my hunch is uh, it's not a bad strategy to play this year, no matter what, uh, which is uh, more streaming than ever. And I think we may. There's a week to week basis. In general, like those, the top like 20, you know, aces or whatever, they're not guarantees. Right, right. They're not guarantees. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, maybe, maybe that was, of course correct. And like Corbin Burns, I think we're just picking on him, but like maybe he'll have like a 20 start stretch where he's just dominant. Right. Who knows? Um, Speaks, I, I think speaking crazy. of early season dominance, uh, Carlos Rodon, 12 strikeouts, I think, in five innings. Mm hmm. Still can't believe the Sox didn't even give him an offer. Uh, that was a mistake, especially now that. Do we agree that every- he was like a top five pick uh, this year for by far? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, well, I, I, in, in, I I said in in my you know my in my top he was one of my it was Wheeler, um, then Bregman or Wheeler Muncy Bregman and then Rodon. Yeah, everyone disagreed with us, so, but whatever. I agreed with that. Um, so. I, 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 it's, it's, it's hurting the Sox now that both Giolito and Lance Lynn are, are hurt. And we have Johnny Cueto's in the minors and like, oh, everyone's like, isn't that exciting? It's like, no, that's like when we brought it's Fat Ken Griffey Jr. in and <laughs> he was Fat Ken Griffey Jr. So, that's a good point. That's a good point. No, it, it's it, the injuries bug has been uh, not good for the White Sox, but uh, it'll, those aren't like devastating inju- injuries. They'll be back by the end of the month. Right, right. And uh, it, the... Uh, anyway, so sorry. The, the only other surprise is that I wanted to, to point out, and I'm sure I, I'm going to leave. I, I don't know which one you're going to want to piggyback off of or, or, or talk more about, but the, there, it's the Dodgers offense and Stephen Kwan. So Ooh, uh, I was going to say Dodgers offense and the Indians offense. Just Well, I, I don't even know if I'd say Indians offense as much. Oh. Stephen Kwan, what he, he went what? I think it was I was watching the game the other day. And it was, he had 40, um, 40 swings in the season and he hadn't yet had a swing and miss. I don't know if he has a swing and miss yet. That was on Tuesday or Wednesday when I saw that, but he had not had in, in the first, whatever, seven or eight games, he had not had a swing and miss. Yeah. And his OBP, like he, he's just been, he's been awesome. Obviously that's, not he's not a 500 batter for the rest of the season but no, he's this year's it, chris shelton it's or this year's jermaine mercedes right like it's oh it's, sorry it's, it's the same thing yeah Just yeah it, it, but, but I, 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 I still think it's the other thing it's i mean he he is from the same school as nikki two strikes at oregon state and could you imagine the pitching against oregon state when you have those two guys back to back in the lineup where mm-hmm. you have like a guy who just fall off everything and just hit weak contact and then another guy who doesn't swing and miss. That's uh, um, Stephen Kwan. I think we lost you there for a second. Stephen Kwan is not what? And here we go. This is another example. Chips audio, worst ever. We've lost him. So, folks, we're going to take. Like to, to, to Are you back? I'm looking at. I'm here. No, we hear? didn't hear anything you said. Stephen Kwan is what? Stephen Kwan, I'm looking at his prospects report uh, grading. What do you what? think his okay. hit, hit rate 
or his hit tool is. Does Stephen Kwan have more hits in, in nine games than Jared Kleenex does in a season and nine games? I don't know. Probably not. But he has a Probably 70. closer than it should be. He has a 70 hit tool. <laughs> and he has a 30 power tool. <laughs> right. Well, so he's hard. like the same thing as, uh, as you say, Nikki. Yes. Check. Which, as as the proud owner of Jose Ramirez, aka Juan Arrive 2.0, uh, I would it, also congratulations to to Jose Ramirez, and you're welcome for helping you ink that extension. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Steve Kwan's going to be batting in front of Ramirez all season, uh, I suddenly have a little bit more hope that Ramirez is going to put up some good RBI numbers too, not just home runs and uh, everything else. Well, who is the who do you think is the leader in RBIs this year? Oh, great question. All right, well, I'll save the suspense. It is Jose Ramirez with fourteen. Well, there you go. My point that I wanted to elevate is the the Cleveland offense is just on fire. They've been doing. Well, they've great. also played against. They have not played against a single good pitcher. Were they? Did they play the Orioles first? No, they played. I know that they played the Royals, and then before that, they played. It's like they played like the Reds or something. <laughs> they have three so, of the, the top eight. Three of the top eight are Cleveland, um, eight players in general, which is just kind of. That will come down once they actually face teams that are not terrible. Speaking of which, the Orioles looked terrible, and now they're taking Tampa to the streets, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I don't understand. Don't, don't, yeah, don't so understand. The last thing I just wanted to say is the Dodgers offense. Thank you, Jay, for dropping Muncie and Bellinger, both of whom are dead and terrible. And the rest of that team, the only good players on that team are Freddie Freeman and Gavin Lux now. So, and Will Smith. So they've got three good hitters. Everyone else is done. Career done. And <laughs> Max Muncie is on the trade block. How many wins do the Dodgers get this year, do you think? I don't know, but unless they start hitting, it's going to be tough. I, I still think they win 100 games this year. Maybe 105. Their offense is going to click. Well, that's because yeah. they have 30 pitch. They have the most depth of any team in the, the majors, uh, ooh, hands down. Ooh, I don't know about that anymore. I, I mean, trading Pollock and and a year of Gavin Lux you're, and everyone getting older, you're going, yeah. The, the the second what, 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 who's the first baseman Rios uh, who's on the bench and then all the others I mean they're fine Austin Barnes is your backup catcher fine but like beyond that in AAA I don't remember any names that really pop up anymore Cartaya is the well, best prospect that they got I think but it's everything else is kind of meh so they're not as deep are, as they used to be Jay would not be happy with you because you are selling his boy Hanser Alberto way short. Hanser Alberto is their new utility man. Classic Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, you can you can ride that that he's a horse, right? He's 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 great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arguably sure. top three ever more player ever. Ooh, I, I maybe t- no, no, no. Just not. <laughs> um, okay, so again, just last thing on the like top surprises of this year so far. Um, I think we have to say say Suzuki. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on, I didn't. I'm I'm a Cubs fan, and I'm I was not expecting him to be good out of the gates. I still so don't know if he's uh, not watched, Fukudome. He might he might still be Fukudome, but three homers. Have you watched a lot of the Cubs games at all? Uh, a little bit. I watched some of the highlights of his, mm-hmm. and home runs notwithstanding, a lot of his hits are like bloops. Okay, yeah. So I just I, I'm just saying like I, I don't know like versus like it's not like if we were to look at exit velocity barrel rate stuff like that I don't know how highly he's going to rank with those things which leads me to believe that he's just getting lucky at this point with these bloops but this is also his first week in the the league mm-hmm. so um, certainly to your point has done much better than I expected totally. Uh, he's got yeah. know, four barrels, uh, 91. I think it's in line with what you're saying. 91 exit velocity. 
that's lower than the uh, the top tier. So his expected you know uh, stats are lower. He's overperforming right now. But anyway, it's it's a nice start. We'll see. Uh, we this stuff doesn't normalize for another probably three weeks. It's, so it's, it has to feel good to be a Cubs fan though with the way that you guys took care of the Brewers uh, opening weekend. And yeah. true, but this is why we play 162 games. It's a long. It season. is why we play 162 <laughs> games. I don't think Nick Madden has a hit this year. So let's do. Let's take a quick pause here, so we can hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to come back with some more Chicago Beef League podcast. Sure. Let me get it. One more beer, and we're back. I know what we wanted to get into. Um, so we we've talked about uh, week one and top performers. Uh, any any notable flounders, bad starts. Do you want to talk about your team in general, or do you? Uh... I do not want to talk about my team because <laughs> I would tell you that everyone on my team has underperformed my expectations. I think that I'll be honest. I actually, I didn't really look at underperformers. I, I am a pessimistic person in general, so they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who am I to say? But I I did not look at guys that suck. Largely because I just don't need to look any further than my team. So, what, Chip, do you have any underperformers? Uh, I mean, you can just look at my roster and then, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing your buttons here, but uh, most of my team has been underperforming, so I could, I could start there. But uh, in general, so I called out that the Indians has been an interesting start. Suzuki's is an interesting start. Um, looking at just kind of the top, um, players in terms of like stat cast like top hard hit stuff um one last thing i just want to call out was about uh like the big boppers but like uh your byron buxton i think is worth calling out like a rest in peace you want to pour out some water or uh some of your drink you may uh he may be done for the year uh oh uh oh you you know what time it is folks it's, it's prayer time at the mosque because Lokis is barking at people walking down the street. So Byron Buxton, uh, this this is part of the risk. I watched uh, pretty much immediately after Josh sent that when I got home from running errands, I turned on the game. I have no idea how he hurt himself. I don't know. I, apparently it's his knee. I don't understand how his knee was involved in how he hurt himself. Mm-hmm. But the man is fragile. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that going in, and the only thing I'm going to point out is the fact that Tim Anderson at least is hitting the ball. So it's not a lost cause entirely in that trade. But I, I of course, am hopeful that Byron will be back in action tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the next four months. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's a, it's it's your gamble of the year. I think that it's like a top ten theme of like, will Byron Buxton materialize into anything um, from that trade? Because this start has been pretty good until he yeah. Got I know, hurt, so. For the record, I'm looking at like the the top hard hits and and barrels and all that kind of stuff, and he's up there. So it's a good start. He's been performing, it, it, but that's the point of his story right now right right exactly healthy, when he's healthy good and yeah he's not and when he's not he's not um in terms of just underperformers i mean just uh, there's a lot of uh poor performing in the league just a lot of t- a lot are not doing very well um e- either between low babip or just low exit velocity i i think that everyone's still pretty bad um so it'll be interesting to see when this turns is it weather related? is it um is it injury related like what wh- what is it what is going to be the the turn um because i'm sure like aren't there's like a, a number of players we've talked about this of, of a number of players need the weather to warm up for them to usually get hot like all the rockies the rockies are right. typically and, and i'm, I'm looking at ryan mcmahon ryan mcmahon's been terrible so far but like yeah, and, and pitchers like Luis Castillo, who is on the IL, it's like just keep him on the IL until June. Yeah, do everyone a favor. You don't need to see the bad yeah. performance, right? Yeah, just or maybe like the last the last week of May, if it's warm in Cincinnati, then bring him up. But you do not need him to pitch in April ever again. No, um, and yeah, no, you, you, I think you're right, and and it will 
the, the other interesting thing is, right, I think they, they changed the baseball again, and they now have humidors in every stadium. So every stadium, yeah. So, so that theoretically is going to keep offense down. And it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know how many stadiums other than obviously Arizona – uh, had utilized that in the past, but it will be interesting to see if that has an impact on the overall stats this year, if offense is down generally. I, I suspect that it won't be, and that the the folks that hit the ball the hardest will will kind of, you know, come back up to where their projected numbers are. Yeah. And anyway, um, but, to, to close on this, I, I in starting pitching, I'm not going to, I don't think there's anything to read outside of like and all the best pitchers have been subjected to problems. Um, Kershaw Gossman is in the number one in terms of war because we've had two starts versus Kershaw's only had one. Um, but Kershaw's one start seven innings was 0.6 war. <laughs> Which yeah. Is, an astonishing <laughs> he's a negative fip it's it, it that start was i think a historical outing so uh it'll be interesting to see if he continues that um going into the next start um anything else to read into like shane bieber is actually fine yeah yeah Great. he uh fine. yes he is back i want he but again the thing with him which is i think we can say all about other starters as well as I, I don't think he's thrown more than five innings no right as ever first start, first start. Yeah. so so again it's you know I, I wouldn't say he's back until he's doing the same thing he just did over seven because that's really shane bieber totally, you know what I mean? totally yeah um otherwise not I, i'm not i don't want to over rub on any i think next week we will, everything we'll see will you um so yeah, interesting first week so far, and uh, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping I can uh, pull out. Uh, my offense can just finally turn on uh, and whoop on Jay. That would be very fun for you, very sad for Jay, and the rest of us don't care. Oh, okay, got it. Um, <laughs> that's that's uh, fair. So, uh, all right, we've uh, we touched on week one. Do we want to look at week two uh, real briefly? Sure. So it's not like I prepared that. And I don't have my computer in front of me. So everyone, this uh, not, listeners, this, is, not on the agenda. this is how organized we are. We are full well, tilt. That's not fair. We had an agenda. This is just not on the agenda, but I like adding it. So we're adding it. And mm. I, hopefully now you've had enough filler to have pulled up the calendar. Kind of. Still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting. I'm looking for the full schedule. Doesn't even post the second week. Uh, oh, my oh no! Here it's, it's down. On, I just I just scroll down. I'm I'm just lazy. Okay, week two here. We got Dave versus. Sorry, uh, sorry. I just want to point out: does that have to do with being lazy or is lazy incompetent? Right incompetent well, and lazy. I, I what's, the, what's the word yeah, that combines those two? Sad? Let's just okay. <laughs> Sad. Okay, Dave versus Chen. Which, uh, if Chen, okay, so if Chen's things just keep going, that's going to be a, a route. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Sunil versus Vishnu, no one cares. Um, <laughs> kid, uh, I think that Sunil actually will, should win that. Um, I think Sunil will lose that. No bet. We're not betting. Um, Josh versus Jay, which would be an interesting matchup. I think we'll be talking about that one a lot. Um, because Josh. We, don't want talk, we won't want to talk about the rest. Um, Josh will maybe, win. You think Josh will win? Yeah, I yes. think he'll be the favorite. Um, Zavo versus me. Um, and that'll be, I don't want to probably talk about it. Um, he will then, win. And then Ken versus Lowe, which I think that's going to be, you know, the, and probably one of the interesting matchups of the week. If if things continue like they're going right now, both teams are pretty good. Lowe's going to win that. Lowe's going to win that. Okay. I think it'll be interesting. And then uh, John versus you. John and you, won it. You don't want to talk about that, that week, but uh, I'm going to pick you. You're going to win that one. Who is who is auto day play again? Chen. That's right. Okay. That's it'll not be a, good. And yeah. it'll be a normal week. Um, hence the 24th. So it's going to be 
interesting uh, to see if anyone takes these tactics differently, like that we were just talking about at the top of uh, like, are we, are, is anyone actually playing matchups or are we just streaming the best starters? We, uh, Cause yeah, if this trend continues, you know, I, I think some teams are going to get hit hard or continue to get hit hard. Anyway, that's week two. All right. No, that's that was good. So All right. are we, are we going to jump into our, our new segment rapid fire? With yeah, Chip. bring it, bring it. Okay, so Chip, again, I'm going to state the rules. You have to either answer, uh, you can't take time to think about answers. It can either be the first thing that comes to mind or the correct answer. Once we're done with all the questions, I'm going to provide you with the, the people's answers, uh, which is the right answer to each question. Yep. Got it. So, okay. All right, so. number one, prettiest left-handed baseball swing ever. Ted Williams. Okay. Number two, if Kleenex gets injured, do you drop him? No. Wow. All right. Best left-handed basketball player of all time. I, I don't even know of a left-handed basketball player off the top of my head. Um, Larry Bird. You, you, do you know that he's left-handed? Yes. Chris Mullins. Okay. Sorry. Okay. You, that's we're gonna strike that from the record, right? Okay. Uh number four. Greatest left-handed president. <laughs> Bill Clinton. I don't know. Number five. Greatest left-handed dictator of all time. Hmm. Castro. Okay. Last question. The new this is the, this is the double bonus question. The new Disney Plus movie called Turning Red stars a blank stars uh the 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 woman from gray's anatomy oh i've seen god. it i've seen it you haven't oh my god okay so uh you did very poorly which shouldn't be a surprise <laughs> the number first question prettiest left-handed baseball swing ever you went with ted williams the people said barry bonds obviously okay number two if Kalinex gets injured, do you keep him? You said, or do you drop him? You said, no. People said, obviously. <laughs> Number three, best left-handed basketball player of all time. You said Chris Mullins over Larry Bird. Didn't know he was left-handed. I, did, I think the he's right-handed. People right said Anthony Mason. Number four, greatest left-handed president ever. You said Bill Clinton, who I don't think is left-handed. The correct answer, people said Barry Obama. Okay. Mm. Oh, he's left-handed. Okay. Greatest left-handed dictator of all time. You said Castro. Mm -hmm. The people said there's no such thing as a great dictator. Oh. Zero, no one. I feel okay. like I'm arguing with Dwight from the office at this point. No, last question, double bonus. The new Disney Plus movie, Turning Red, stars a blank. You said it stars a the woman from whatever TV Crazy show. Anime. That is wrong. Sure. Stars a Soviet sympathizing red raccoon. Okay. These are facts, so, right? These are just certified thank facts. you for your answers the people have mm -hmm. spoken and you failed miserably i think you went oh for six there so hopefully next week uh you might get one right maybe even more than one but uh that is of course if, if the listeners don't email us at chicago beef league uh at gmail.com and tell us that this segment sucked in which case we'll get rid of it so uh, no i think yeah. we should continue on uh I, I I appreciate that. What was the expectation? I was going to get one, two. I thought you get. One. I thought you get one right. I thought you'd get Obama right. Oh, and I thought I honestly moment. thought mm -hmm. I honestly thought that you were going to get the Kleenex one right. I, <laughs> I I I think that Jared Kleenex has been so bad since he's come up that he would not warrant a DL spot if he got hurt. Listeners, he hit a home run and had a stolen base yesterday. So against yeah. the Sox. Seventh, you know, our best starting pitching prospect, Jimmy Lambert, who is terrible and probably wouldn't make a roster on any other team. So, 
I think sure. he should root for a different team at this point. So, it's, so, so this really is over. your point. Your point is that he will be good as long as he faces AAA pitching in the pros. Yes, and okay. in April that happens. Everyone's maybe, a AAA pitcher. Maybe, maybe. Okay, but I'm glad to know that you would not drop him, even though he is 100 droppable. <laughs> say says the people. Okay. Uh, now, last segment of mm. this week's pod you wanted to talk about horror films and whether or not Blair Witch Project is appropriate for children. Yeah. So uh, my kids are uh, just background here that we've gone through and watched literally every kid movie seemingly ever made. And kids nowadays never watch movies twice. So they're looking Have for you watched next... Dark Crystal. Yes. And they turned it off about 20 minutes and they didn't like it. So, the bigger thing is they want they didn't like it because it was too scary or they didn't like it because it was 80s and poorly poor production all the above is that a okay we watched uh the princess bride recently which really went over their head uh even though i was there i loved Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was went over their heads right oh yeah 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 anyway so maddie has been really into trying to wanting to watch more aggressive PG-13 scarier movies. So he wanted to watch Venom. Um, because he's movie. 13. Mind because you. he's totally, yeah. The nine is the new 13. Um, so he we, we watched Venom and he loved it. And he wants other gory, scary movies because that's definitely appropriate for a nine-year-old. So Has he's he been going... Temple of Doom? Uh, ye, yes. I think we need to watch it again. I think it was too young. I because I subjected him to like all the Star Wars, all the Indiana Jones, all those movies when he was like four. That's too young. So we'll just try again. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to do Willow again uh, in the near future because he's watched it once and he didn't like it. Uh, but he's going to at some point. He didn't like it. God, that's bold. Well, anyway. He's out, so, he's out of my will. So he's been looking at trailers and he like he watched the trailer for It. And I'm like, and Kate and I are both looking at each other and going like, it's like a legitimately scary movie. Like, it would, might give me hor uh, nightmares. Uh, anyway, we're yes, not going to go there. Actually, I think he can watch it when he's old enough to have read the book first. Because, the, you I've know, read... we pose that. We pose that. I, it's only 900 pages. And he's like, no, I right? don't want to read it. And, but the thing is, the book itself, like, it's when it's your imagination imagining it, and mind you, it was written in a time where, there are a lot of controversial things that happen in the book that they don't portray in the films, but that way, at least you kind of have a mindset of what things will be and will look like versus mm -hmm. just watching it because the way it's the way the new one was done, it is terrifying. So you've seen the new ones. Oh yeah. I read oh. the book. Yes, I, but... I, like, I don't like horror movies, but I like Stephen King books and but more like so i like more of the stuff like the stand and the dome and things like that not so much the pet cemeteries of the world but okay. it okay. is you have to read it if you read stephen king sure and shining the, sure but the movies are were terrifying yeah and i have to keep remembering or reminding him that like it, it was a tv a made for tv movie in the late 80s and i remember watching it on like a saturday night and it was legitimately terrifying on and it had ads and it was like censored essentially uh anyway yeah so, but now with the technology like the way that they it, it's just it, it it's really it's it's very scary it's scary uh, now anyway. Blair Witch project you brought that up and what i was just going to say is like, i have a really hard time of remembering everything you know, the scenes from every movie. So I, I can't say that it's like age appropriate or not. Cause if you'd ask me, I'd be like, Oh yeah. Caddyshack, totally appropriate. And then I forget within the first 20 minutes, there's nudity. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot well, about that. Jaws had nudity in the first like 30 seconds, um, which it's a PG movie, but that was eighties PG anyway. So uh, on uh, Apple TV, they, they actually break down like uh, scary movies of like kind of intro to scary movies. So that they're like, barely terrifying uh so poltergeist was on that list and i know there's a number of already kind of seen that have some of it um but the well, next level was... I thought was a documentary <laughs> it's not no. no i always thought that and hellraiser were documentaries no uh hellraiser are we sure the thing were, like german documentaries that were just dubbed over um no poltergeist has the coach in it you know um 
Coach K. It's it's a, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Come on. Anyway, Which, if you have if the listeners, Coach if you K have movie? a no, uh, Craig T. Nelson, the remember the TV show on uh, like Coach? Yes, I do. Okay. Anyway, he's in it. Uh, listeners, if you know of a, an age-appropriate movie, uh, horror movie for a nine-year-old who is can handle somewhat scary stuff, please let me know. We're looking into it. I think the next movie we're going to watch is Gremlins, which also a Christmas movie. Uh, I was going to say, you need to save that for Christmas. Also, can we just rewind for a second? You know Coach's, the actor's name? Yes. I, I watched it. I watched the whole show. Really? Mm-hmm. That is fascinating <laughs> and fabulous. If you gave me a thousand guesses and a thousand names and his picture, I don't think I would pick it. You've unless you, I you've seen you've seen him come on. That's that's not. I've seen him. I I can picture him right now very clearly. I could never have guessed his name. Uh, yeah. So my, a question, not changing subjects, but my team, uh, work asked, uh, has, if anyone's watched Codename Kids Next Door, and I have never heard of it. Uh, it's on Netflix, apparently. Um, but a lot of people have watched it, apparently. Um, it was made in the 2000s. I, I, I just replied that I just missed Cheers and Seinfeld, and that should explain how old I am. Um, I think it's appropriate, right? That Codename Kids? I have never code name kids. Yeah. Kids. K I D S. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. I, yeah. To my team, if you're listening, somehow I don't know why you're listening to this and you've made it this far. Uh I don't understand what that show is. And uh I uh yeah, I worry it, about your it, psyche. Yeah, agree. <laughs> Honestly, never heard of that grew up in the 80s and i watched tv so and i haven't left the 80s too um that's and fact. i don't plan on it and i don't plan on it um so uh, i think we're gonna watch gremlins tonight or some point in the next couple of weeks as our, our delving into a scary movie um but anyway i think that's a big 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 mistake i think you saved that for christmas that's the only time it's appropriate to watch you can watch it in april and it's just going to set expectations for Christmas beginning now. Christmas lists will be made. They'll want to send letters to Santa now to make sure that he gets them. And then you're going to have to send a letter a month updating those lists. It's just going to be a lot more work for you, I think. Well, at this point, Die Hard's going to be watched by my kids like before Christmas at this point. We've watched so many movies. Um, and Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Uh, and it's definitely not appropriate for kids. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. But that's I'm less worried about that. Uh, <laughs> so so last thing I just want to touch on before we mm -hmm. say goodbye. We've been trying to keep our episodes here a little shorter. Uh, this one's going to be close to an hour. But we'd love your feedback. Uh, if you have any with respect to the length of our podcast, do you think we want you guys? Is it easier for, for 30 minutes? Do you guys cool with an hour? Do you miss our two-hour marathons? Shoot us an email, chicagobeefleague at gmail.com. Also, send any questions, comments, or any other feedback generally, regardless of whether it's good, bad, appropriate, inappropriate. Uh, just let us know. Well, and, yeah, one other thing. We, we probably will have guests join um, no, in the next, no. in the next we, couple of weeks. No. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, that, we haven't discussed that. So yeah. well, we'll, we, will not, be, we will be. That is not on the table. <laughs> well, we may uh, have interviews to be adding into this fine so because chip has decided he's going to do this i'm going to throw this out there lauren mcdonald if you're listening i need you and your help to create a new introduction song because i am technically inept i don't know how to do these but i have a grand idea and i think you'll really like it chip don't spoil it mm. and um, if you're able to put it together, then you will be able to join us for uh, a pod. I, I, Chen, you also probably could contribute and help with this, uh, given your experience. Yeah, but Chen, I don't think Chen will like the, the song enough. I don't think really he cares. Motivated by it. I think Chen would appreciate being uh, to, to help. I, I, I don't know. Chen, maybe you, you can tell us if you, you're not interested. But um, we could use some help, technical help, on uh, 
getting this song added? Yes. So whoever does it, you're on, you have an interview or not an interview. You get to, to be on the pod with us for, for a weekly episode. And otherwise people are going to have to earn their way on this year. It's not just going to be everyone deserve the shot because this is Seattle little league, you know, uh, first grade Part- participation. Where- no, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that, but I, I'm confident that people will, uh, will do the bar, um, clear the bar and, and pass our expectations. I'm less confident, but I'm, ho- I'm more hopeful. Well, we can pull some right. people off the street too. I mean, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, I still need to find someone to film the the series that I want to put on YouTube mm. so that I can get a job at Adidas with... Oh, speaking of which, yesterday uh, when I was helping Rita with her whole AT&T problem, met a guy who's actually like a clothing designer who works at AT&T store. And so I was like, perfect. So Lo, myself, and this guy can actually put together some good designs for tracksuits and sell them to Adidas because all of your tracksuits are the same. And it's just a shame. And also, you don't make them in double XL, the cool ones. So that's a problem. But I'm off my I'm off my rant. Um, Can't and, wait for you to make it. Just do it. Do it. I mean, you don't need Adidas. Come on, you can make your own tracksuits. No, but I want to use the three stripes because it's so amazing, and, and and it's generally something that I like. So I'm just you know disappointed and uh, think I can do better. So regardless, Chip. Are you going to take us? Are you going to close us out with uh, a gem? Uh, a gem? Um, I, I can I rant for forty-five seconds to close us out. Yes, of course. I want to rant about the flight industry. It is very frustrating to deal with uh, air travel right now. And my past week, I did 20 hours of flying. I'm not excited. It was not fun. I don't uh, envision many people enjoy it. And uh, I don't know how to travel all that much, do it uh, and survive. I was a zombie for a good two days afterwards. And uh, it's uh, debilitating. I, uh, it sucks. Time travel really sucks. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna so close you out with just travel. time travel sucks. It's so uh, it's time travel is what you're saying. It was exhausting. It's just 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 personal, you know, feeling. Okay. I tried to sleep. Well, I have a, I suspect I know why, and mm-hmm. it has to do a little bit with tomorrow, because a little bit of an early happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday happy birthday to you that is what are you wearing is there anybody in there